0: I'm a former Buddhist and I sought for the answers for my depression and anxiety in my former faith of the Buddhist teachings and practices, but I didn't find any solace. Real life starts now. This is
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Don Le. welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the demonic realm and how that plays out in someone's life and what it really looks like to be tormented by demons. Now I know, many may wonder if demons are just folklore, fairy tales, superstition, or maybe simply mental illness. But according to scripture, demons are real beings that are fallen angels that are now against God and his kingdom expanding. What do they want to do? They want to kill, steal, and destroy in people's lives, lives like yours and mine. In our last show, Abizit Ai Vriya was with us and he shared how he grew up in America, but his parents were originally from Thailand and he grew up in a culture of Theravada Buddhism and he followed it himself. When he was younger, he was Buddhist culturally, but later on in life, he was really struggling with anxiety, depression, and hearing like evil spirits, seeing evil spirit phenomenon happen in his family that was verified with his brother and other family members. But later on in life, he was really struggling with depression and anxiety, and he really became a stronger Buddhist. He really lead into that. Today, he's going to share more about what the monks taught him as he was trying to get out of the cycle of depression and anxiety he was finding himself stuck in. I welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you, An. It's great to be here. really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I well, we appreciate having you back because I know that you're sharing personal sensitive details of your past, and I wanted to thank you for being open and honest and sharing these personal things with us. Now, in our last show, you were talking about learning to get set free from anxiety and depression from diving into Buddhism. But I understand that you did get diagnosed with mental illness. You were forced to take psychiatric drugs. Tell us about that
0: right thanks again for having me so i got diagnosed with depression and obsessive compulsive disorder while i was in undergrad right and i had gone to the university therapist and they were unable to treat me there so they referred me outside the university and that's where i was diagnosed and you know over the years i had gone from therapist to therapist psychiatrist to psychiatrist and at the peak i guess you could say is when i had to take the most pills i had to take about 12 pills a day that they had me on but essentially it was just numbing my mind not essentially getting rid of those symptoms. It didn't solve it. It didn't solve it, right?
1: So here you are, you're taking the drugs and it's kind of making you this kind of numb state, but it's not doing anything. Deep inside, you still feel all of it there.
0: Right. I knew it was still there. It was just kind of covering up the symptoms.
1: Okay. So you're thinking Buddhism has got to have the answer for this and you dive deep. Tell us about some of those experiences.
0: Yeah. I would frequent the Thai Buddhist temple, Mm. go to evening prayers and meditation as a way to strengthen my mind. Like daily? I wouldn't say daily, but maybe weekly or maybe twice a week. It depends on the week, but I would frequent it. I right,
1: Tell me a little about the monks. You were asking them questions about depression and anxiety. What were their answers for that?
0: I'd say the answers was in strengthening your mind Mm. and increased meditation and just kind of controlling where your thoughts go and just trying to keep your thoughts in the present moment versus just in other places. And that was kind of the ultimate solution that I got from them.
1: Did it work? I mean, what were you doing to try to do that? Tell me your experience with that.
0: I mean, definitely I tried. I mean, meditating, not just at the temple, but at home and again, praying to Buddha and asking for help Mm. uh, things like that. And it didn't help. It didn't, it didn't help.
1: It didn't help. So you probably started getting frustrated at this point.
0: Yeah. Frustrated feeling like, am I going to deal with this the rest of my life? These kind of thoughts. Now I
1: understand in all of this meditation and all this stuff, you started having even more encounters with dark spirits that made you really ask the monks for help to get away from these dark spirits. What did they say?
0: Yeah, so essentially, you know, the, the experiences with these spiritual encounters—they were ongoing through my life. Mm. But when I was thirty, I was, you know, studying for some classes for my master's degree, and it was the first time where I saw something with my eyes. In terms of, a, mm. it was almost like a shadow figure walking by the light. I paused, and I was like, "Okay, what's going on?" I thought someone was there. There's no one there, and that led me to go talk to the monk and explain what I had just seen. What did you tell him? Because I just told him, hey, like I was at my parents' house, I was going to study and I saw the shadow kind of go past the light and ask him for answers. Like, what is it and what can I do to get rid of it? What did he say? Well, he gave me advice and he explains that in Buddhism, there's a belief that spirits can't go on to the next life if they don't have enough merit, meaning they didn't do enough good deeds in their life. So I said, okay. And he told me essentially what I can do is I can share my merit with the spirit. Interesting. And he said, go back to your home and meditate. And as you're meditating, just offer to the spirit to share your merit.
1: Whoa. He's telling you to engage with the spirit now, almost welcoming the spirit and trying to give something within yourself to this spirit. Is that right? Essentially. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, from what I know,
0: that's not good. Okay. So what happened? Like what happened? He was my spiritual mentor, so I trusted him. And you did it? I was nervous, but I went back home and I did it. As I was meditating, you know, I felt the room had gotten a little bit colder. I felt something was there. And so I offered my merit to the spirit and then... Like you talked to it? Yeah. I mean, meditating, I just kind of, hey, like I'm going to share my merit with you. Whoa. And I felt the cold essentially like come into my body. So it was cold inside now. Whoa. And then I knew something was wrong at that point. So basically
1: you're sitting there and you're feeling this coldness enter into your body. This is not good. Yeah, something's wrong. And you're like, okay, this is not good. So do you go back like, and you're like, what the heck's going on? Like, what did you do from there?
0: Yeah. I mean, from that point on, I knew something's wrong, but I went to go check with my parents and said, hey, are you guys cold? And they said, no. Why? And I said, never mind. And for the next two weeks, I was just constantly cold. I mean, oh, my friends could be in T-shirts and shorts, but I was in my jacket and my hat and my gloves indoors sometimes. And the spiritual activity picked up in my home where I just felt like something was there. I felt a presence there. I heard footsteps. And so I ended up even having to leave the house. It was just pretty intense at that time.
1: So you ran away from the house thinking you're running away from this spirit?
0: Yeah, I tried to get away. I actually went to go spend the night at my friend's apartment who lives at the university.
1: It sounds like you were being tormented at this point after this whole thing happened.
0: Yeah, very. You know, I was on my friend's couch and then I actually saw the spirit figure there. So I ended up leaving because I didn't want it to bother my friend now. And I ended up going to the temple to sleep oh my at the Buddhist temple, getting help from the monk and the monk to pray for me and do the Buddhist holy water for me. And he said, if it doesn't stop, you can come back in a few days. Whoa. And I did that because it didn't stop. And it's getting worse basically at this point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I
1: understand over time, since you're in America, you heard about Jesus and you were invited to church. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, that goes back to my undergrad days where I first heard about who Jesus was. Uh, You know, initially it was in the form of debate. You know, people would tell me about why I should follow Jesus and I would tell them (laughs) why Buddha is better. (laughs) Yeah. And it would be like that kind of engagement. But I remember there was a clear moment when a friend actually sat me down and when she was talking, my sense was she really believes what she's saying about Jesus Mm. and she really thinks it's important for me to know. So I actually took the time to let her speak and listen Mm. and after she shared with me who Jesus was, you know, I told her who Buddha was afterwards, but I just remember that moment that moment stuck with me.
1: What did she say? I'm curious. What was she telling you? Do you remember? I mean, she's
0: a friend, so she allowed me to speak and it didn't turn into a debate. So yeah, I think because we didn't debate, I was more receptive to hearing what she had to say.
1: Mm. So she's telling you who Jesus was. Was she like saying like Jesus is the Savior, He can save your soul? Or what was she saying?
0: Yeah. You know, that God loves me and He had sent the Son Jesus mm. to die for my sins on the cross so that I could have a relationship with Him, that He loves me so much, you know, and that He rose again. He told me the the story Mm -hmm. about who Jesus was and what he did for me and you know, that he wants a relationship with me. And so I listened, but I'm just like, okay, (laughs) yeah, like that's a nice story. You know, that's kind of how I took it.
1: Right. So you're kind of perplexed. You're like, this is like, you guys are all like a bunch of Santa Claus people, right? That's nice, but I can't relate. Yeah. You know what? Let's stop there. I want to hear how this moment here how you really did receive Jesus as your savior, because I understand that happens. So let's talk about that and how it affected your life. We really want to hear, I Thanks so much for joining us. You are very open. You're a humble person. I'm excited to hear more. Thanks so much for joining us, I Thank you. I appreciate it. Hang on. Let's talk about his experience further right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones, and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine, and he was living in California. He said he was driving, and he heard our show about a former drug addict, and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right. And he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, maybe $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? That is a crazy testimony to hear the reality of the darkness I experienced. And what was even more wild was the advice he got from the Buddhist monk. I think as we're hearing this, we're learning more about the spiritual realm that not all spirituality is clean nor good. After his chilling account of welcoming and greeting the spirit, everything got worse. That tells me something clearly. There are such things, what the Bible calls, unclean spirits. And these things really messed up things for I. I mean, his mentality, anxiety, and depression, they only got worse, more intense. It's written in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 19-20. And this is Apostle Paul, he's saying, What am I saying then? That an idol is anything? Or what is offered to idols is anything? Rather, that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. What this is saying is yes, it's a hard thing to say in our pluralistic society of today, but according to this ancient scripture, bowing down to anything but the one and only true God is going to be opening up yourself to participating with demons. And why? Because demons are spiritual beings that fell along with Satan, and their desire to possess the soul of man is real, and their way of getting in is through worship and bowing down to idols. Now, unclean spirits, what's the big deal? Well, they carry death and danger, just like as if you were physically unclean, that there's a danger to that, there is a danger of unclean spirits and what they carry. I invited this thing into his body and soul. His anxiety, depression, it got worse. So much that he started seeking help in a place he didn't normally want to seek help. I mean, he was a Buddhist, but now he's seeking help through Jesus Christ. Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, oh my gosh, I have opened myself up to the demonic, and I can feel that power, that presence in my life, and it is making things worse. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, we rebuke every power of darkness in anybody's life right now who's listening. In Jesus' mighty name, we command that thing to go, and Lord Jesus, we welcome you to come into our lives, into our spirits, and to clean us out in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed with this testimony, and I know that your life was touched.
0: Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.